This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! He now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bitch. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend I'll Let's get it on the road. One Nation Sports, One Nation Sports, One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuitsLights.com. BWB, what's up? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Welcome to the October 29th edition of One Nation Live. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just uh, watching Deshaun Watson uh, take a flamethrower to the vaunted Seattle Seahawks defense. It is lovely. Speaking of taking flamethrowers or something, we are joined by our women's wrestling expert, contributor to One Nation Radio, longtime contributor, uh, Sierra Reed. Sierra, what's going on? I mean, it just fits our word, but I'm still not getting comfortable with that title. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just it's just a lot. Oh, Gotta man. be humble. Yeah. Um, speaking of being humble, um, you know, folks aren't doing that on Twitter right now. Um, Leo Rush has had a rough day. Uh, and if you don't know what we're talking about, these next three topics will give you some context. It came out today that WWE started getting rid of folks, um, handing out boxes, setting them on, giving them pink slips, uh, any other, you know, thing you want to do, say, you know, with that whole thing, best of luck in your future endeavors. It looks like Emma, Summer Rae, and Darren Young are no longer with WWE. Uh, with Nia Jax and Neville still kind of in flux, this is like, you know, it seems like this is not the end and it's not the beginning of all this stuff. Um, first, though, uh, I caught Sierra. Um, she had a lot to say on Twitter today, and I kind of wanted some clarification on it and for you guys to hear this because I thought what she said it made a lot of sense. And... Um, but uh, first, James, like, what what did you, like, when you saw these uh, this news break today, like, what did you get out of this before we turn it over to us here? Yeah, I, I thought it was unfortunate. Um, it, it seemed like we were past the point where we were going to get, like, the yearly axing thing, especially because we were past the point where it was last year. Um, I think this is probably maybe, like, 15, 16 months apart. Yeah, they haven't fired um, people in a while. Yeah. And, you know, especially given that, you know, after they just had their uh, their quarter uh, financials and, and having, had that meeting, you and it was such, you know, overall good news, you figure that, you know, that wouldn't be coming. But, unfortunately, it hit. And I think, I think you know, I think most people are, are where we are all at now, where like, we're mostly surprised that Emma got let go, considering that, you know, she was literally on TV and on a pay-per-view just a week ago. Crazy, but um, Sierra, you you had a lot of poignant points to make, so I'll turn it over to you. Um, like, what did you think about this whole thing with Emma, and then you know the reaction surrounding it? Well, when I first seen a picture of her, and and everyone was saying she was released, I thought it was a hoax. I thought it was one of those situations where you know fans just take something and just run with it. 
because, you know, in the past couple of days, we all didn't get a clarification on what the hell is going on with Nia Jax until, like, you know, randomly one night real late that we found out that she walked out of the company because she didn't want to put over Sasha Banks. And she was reportedly unhappy with the situation. And then when I seen that Emma did get cut, I, I saw it before I saw Summer Rae. And then all of a sudden I seen Summer Rae got cut. And I was just like, wow, they cut two women that were basically helping drive their NXT women's division in their first year. Um, I think a lot of people forget that when they first started up NXT, there was Florida Championship Wrestling. And that women's division had a lot of people. You had AJ Lee, you had Naomi, who, you know, both were later brought up. You had Paige come in, and you had Eva Lee, who we all see in Shine now. And, you know, we had Eddie Guerrero's daughter and Tamina. And it was a couple people, but it wasn't like a situation where you could see any of them becoming like a top performer in a division. But long story short, almost half that roster got cut once they started doing NXT and Paige was left, Emma was left, and what was left of the model term wrestlers on that roster was still there. And Summer Rae, being one that transitioned from FCW through the NXT deal, was able to cut promos before she got in the ring started wrestling and was able to, you know, pretty much carry herself as a competitor when she did get in the ring. And the problem is I have with Emma is that I've seen a lot of people going around, well, she deserves to get released. She's terrible, blah, blah, blah. What has she done lately? And, you know, it's like, why does that have to be the exact? excuse when it comes to women being released from that company but when it's guys who are actually terrible like your Kurt Hawkins and stuff everybody's like oh no they released a good guy he's gonna be big thing on the indies and then once Kurt Hawkins got released and went to PWG and was a bust (laughs) everybody changed their mind and their tune about this guy but when it comes to women it's always well they weren't putting her on the show, so who cares? She's been on the show. They brought her back and pretty much made her like a big deal and put her up against Asuka. And yes, she put over Asuka. But my problem is, is that why would you cut that program short? And it's it feels like they're on their way to jump Asuka towards the title already without even having like a decent storyline for her for those fans that don't watch NXT to get to know her instead Emma puts her over gets cut for no reason and it's just sad to sit there and watch for the past couple of years that she gets pushed to take the t- back seat to all these other women that she helped build that division and is responsible for them being able to be what they are on that roster right now. Her and Paige. But they both get left out. And especially when Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch got brought up. Emma was nowhere to be found during that whole situation. They left her in NXT. They demoted her for no reason other than... They didn't know what the heck to do with her because she couldn't get over Santina Morella any further than he wasn't. <laughs> you know, it, it, like you brought this They're girl dead. up to they get over a gimmick that was already dead. And then you have fans thinking, oh, she can't wrestle. She can't do this and that. 
they really killed any type of buzz for that girl years ago. And I just hate seeing that fans are still holding on to that and just looking at her and just minimizing her accomplishments to her being terrible and not realizing that none of this is her fault. She got demoted, got brought back up to the main roster and cut. She was repackaged. Then they tried to repackage her as Emelina, which clearly didn't work out and didn't make any sense. And then they brought her back as, you know, they were like, okay, look, we don't know what to do with this Emelina thing. You just come back as you were. Yeah. When they should just let her come back as she was in the first place. The Emelina thing was grand opening, grand closing. Yes. And it's like they have a a bad reputation of always trying to fix things in that company, especially when they're working. And then when they go and fix them, they fuck it up for good. And with Emma, they had an opportunity to have her come back and be a big heel in that, you know, roster, even though you had Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss can't do all the heel carrying by herself. You know, you can't just leave it on one person. You have to balance it off other people. Now, unless they change, you know, Sasha Banks in a couple months, it can't just rely on those two. Emma could have been a good balance. And they let her go. Summer Rae, the same thing. You had this girl not appear on television for over a year for no reason. She apparently didn't pass medicals or something. She was injured or something. And then I heard that she wasn't injured and she was out here promoting the company, but they didn't have her on television. It, those women suffer the same fate as a lot of women before them and that their creative team failed them. The company didn't know what the hell they were doing with them. And it just sucks when I see this company, especially Stephanie McMahon, come out here and say that they're behind the women and they want to progress a change. And they are all for their superstars creating their own brand and being their own person and taking initiative to be, you know, proactive in what how they're portrayed on television on TV and whatever. But once a woman like Nia Jax or anybody else says, I don't like that you're making a mockery of me. It's, oh my God, why are you doing this abrupt change? All right, let's get into They're some lying. of these. Sierra, one sec. Let, let's get into some of these comments. We had a lot of them rolling while you were going. Um, Simon was uh, saying, PWI Insider is reporting that Nia Jax will be due back tomorrow, and the walkout was allegedly due to nagging back issues. Joe was trying to remember if Emma had any title shots. Joe, she was in that fatal five-way um, that we assumed that she would get pinned in. Pinned in. Did, did she take the pin or no? I don't remember. No, they, no. They brought Bailey back after That's she right. just got hurt because she was a number one contender for SummerSlam. Bailey uh, gets hurt. She comes back for her title shot. They throw her in a multi-woman match. And then she takes the pin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Joe says, send those folks who said that Emma deserves it to him. Uh, Dion Murphy says, Emma is great. You're only as good as the leadership lets you be. Joe Saba also says, Kurt is trash, referring to Kurt, Kurt Hawkins. Um, uh, Dion also says, I like hearing a woman, woman's perspective. Uh, speaking of you, Sierra. And then, uh, Simon says, only dorks and edgehead fanboys were caving for Kurt Hawkins. Uh, not true. <laughs> Dion had not a question true. for you, Sierra. He said, he's interested in how you would book the women and would you recommend an all women's show? Um, to be quite honest, I would love to see a women's show. Uh, 
being that I'm a women's wrestling fan, I've been wanting something like that for over 20 years. But if they're going to be booking the women short-sighted as they do in that long term, a show is not going to benefit them. They're going to be like 205 Live, where it's just eventually within a week's time, they're going to camp out on it. And those women are going to just be fending for themselves. Actually, um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but NXT, their early years, they were a competition, right? Yeah. And then I think it was around the fifth season, uh, they kind of, you know, went from the competition thing and they started promoting it like a show. Here's what happened. If you watch it on YouTube, it's a lot of wacky shit going on. But it's actually, even though it's wacky, it's a lot of it is good. And the creative team and the company basically said to the people that was involved in the show, like Daniel Bryan and, you know, Ethan Carter, who's over in TNA now, we don't know what to do with this thing. You guys can come with your own storylines. We don't give a fuck. So everything <laughs> you've seen for the next couple months was the wrestlers themselves coming up with it on the fly. They had to do it, not the creative. And it's just like, wow, if they can take their own TV show and do that, Lord knows what they would do to a women's show. Like, it would probably be like that with the women. They have to do everything. And there was a point that the women were doing that. So I really wouldn't want to see that. Um, when it comes to booking, um, I think I've said it before, first and foremost, Charlotte would not be a fucking baby face. She would be a damn heel. Um, Mickey James would have that Raw Women's title right now. Lexa Bliss would just have to chill. That had to hurt you. Um, I, I forgot to ask you what you thought about that match. I actually, um, I like the match, but I'm, um, cause see, I'm a Mickey James fan. I've been for years. So for me, it just felt like um, they were doing all this promoting and talking up her title achievements and stuff, which is good because it's good education for fans that didn't know this about Mickey James and probably are What's like, up, who's Kiara? this old woman? You know, okay. but at the same time, Mickey James is there right now. She's doing what Natalia is doing and putting over the younger girls and making them look good, especially the Greenhorns like Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. And I think right now the title program that they should be going into is Mickey James versus Sasha Banks, a heel Sasha Banks. That should be your mania match right there. And before that, it should be Mickey James going against Nia Jax. Like, I think Mickey James, Mickey James worked wonders with Beth Phoenix and made her look like a monster for months. Could you imagine what she could do with Nia Jax? And this is what they're trying to promote Nia Jax as, this big heavyweight. And I think it's the wrong approach when it comes to Jax because there's so much to her that makes you go, I can't see her being an awesome Kong. You know, she's a model. She's a public figure. Like, every time I turn around, it's like, beautiful pictures of her just modeling on the catwalk and stuff like that. And I'm just like, wouldn't you want to project that to your fans, especially younger girls saying like, <laughs> you can get in the ring and kick ass, but you can be this too, instead of be one sided and booking of like, okay, cause you're, cause you're big. You have to be like this. Like, that's why I said the way they claim they do this things for women, they're fucking lying. Cause they still, use those underhanded tactics and those bad behaviors that they cast off as we don't act like this. We don't think like this. They still use it for their fucking booking. And it's, yep. it's a shame because I don't understand how can you have two women's divisions 
and Emma not be a part of either one. <laughs> yeah. How? Let's let's go into some oh. more of the uh, more more of the comments on here. Uh, Joe says um, uh, she should have been bigger, a lot bigger, and they messed this up. He also says Alexa can't carry a high heel 1.75 specials, and re- referring to the star rating that she, uh, mm-hmm. you know, w- w- was putting in for the longest time. She's actually up that a little bit, you know, but um, eventually you would think so, you know, with all this over pushing they've done. Simon, I believe he was referring to Stephanie McMahon. He says we do what the fans want, head ass. Um, Dylan Dylan <laughs> James says um, Stephanie ain't doing shit for the wound in WWE. Sergio Parra says Triple H is B. I say Triple H is, but the main roster is behind on everything. Uh, Casey Norton says, yo, so glad I caught the late show. What up? Looks like we got a lot more people here, so we might have to switch this to a, to a late deal. You know, um, total surprise. Joe says, Stephanie does Stephanie. She hasn't done anything for the women ever. Can't even do the job for the Bellas. Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> uh, Kiara Marshall says, can we just fire creative? And then, uh, and if you fire creative, then you're going to fire the that's Vince. That's <laughs> Vince. Here's the thing with creative from all, from all the accounts for everything I've ever heard about creative, right? You get people, all right, and the creative gets turned over. The turnover in that, um, on the, on the writing staff is very, very, uh, very, uh, frequent. So people have their ideas, people get together, they write, and they come up with their ideas how to do this and the third. Ultimately, what's going to come down to whatever you come up with. As it's going to have to, for it to get any approval, it has to go through Vince, and Vince will turn turns down anything that doesn't match up with what he has in mind going on anyway, unless it's like something that's something that adds on to what he's trying to do to make it whatever he has going that direction better in in his mind. What he he assumes what better is. So if you're going to something that's diametrically opposed to what he's going for, he ain't having it. So for a perfect example is uh Vince uh, in Jericho's new book. Uh, he was on um. He was on with Alvarez and, and Meltzer, and he was saying how um, over all his time interacting with Vince when it comes to trying to uh, push, uh, you know, certain um, storylines story or, or um, certain details, he knows that the best way to, to – the best time to talk to Vince is after – one, after he's already ate his food so he's not irritable, and then when he's alone so that he'll actually have his full attention on you so that he can actually really put it, you know – have a have you know put it all together so he said that he had this idea for something or the other and um because he went to the went through the door and asked his person that he has a he has a per, he has a bodyguard that covers his door vince apparently wow. so he has the person that was at the door yeah uh is vince in there yeah has he already ate yeah perfect can i go in he goes in and all of a sudden triple h is there so he can't be like i'll come back later so he gives out his idea and this answer and this response was something among Something about something that had something to do where he clearly meant he clearly wasn't paying attention. Like that's how Vince is. So you can fire creative all you want to. Ultimately, you have that dude with the iron fist just uh, just in the way. Uh, Simon also drops another question. He says, "Better question: How does WWE have two women's rosters and they're both garbage?" Mm, I wouldn't say that both rosters are garbage. You know what's garbage? The booking. <laughs> that's, that's I think that's what Simon. To be fair, I think that's what yeah. Simon ultimately really means. Um, yeah, because I mean, I, you've got if you look at both rosters, you've got a deep pool of talent. It's yeah. just that they don't know what to do with them. And the problem is, it's like I guess they were eventually building towards Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. I guess that's what they were going. Maybe for. That's their dream maybe, match. But, 
because they they've been on and off of it so many times. Like if they were because they, they I mean they shot a, a a double cross angle between those two. What was that before SummerSlam or after SummerSlam? After SummerSlam, I think it was after. Yeah, yeah. yeah right after SummerSlam, right after Alexa won the belt back, right? Right. Yeah, but here's the All right, thing: so you're two you're two pay removed from move from that. Then basically, where is where is it? But here's the problem: if you're gonna uh, you know go for that angle where she you know takes out Alexa Bliss. You can't come a couple weeks later and book her to lose to Sasha Banks, where she's supposed to look like the heel. Right. And then we're supposed to cheer for her as the babyface summer. You know, at WrestleMania, that makes no logical sense. So I don't blame Nia Jax for being frustrated because it's like you're yo-yoing with my character. You're yes, not giving me, you know, a definitive role of what the hell I'm supposed to be. And then you guys got me out here. She's been doing a lot of stuff, like promoting a company, like an ambassador, like the Bella Twins. Like, they're not really letting this girl understand, we want you to be our new baby face, or we want you to be our new monster heel. She's doing all this stuff, and then you guys are still going, okay, look, um, Jax, um, we're going to have you uh, go against Lex at WrestleMania. But before that, we need you to lose to Sasha Banks twice. What? Exactly. That makes no sense. And thank God she did walk because look what happened. Alicia Fox got recognized after all these fucking years. She been sitting back there in that locker room with her wig on like, you know what? I I mean, y'all ain't been giving me a match for years. Oh, hold on. Hold on, Do you say with her wig on? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um... It's a wig. It's a wig. It's okay. a wig. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. So Emma, um, where do you think you, oh. she goes from here? Before we get to uh, you know the next couple folks, like we can mess around here cool. pretty much anywhere at this point, right? Right. I actually I, would like to see. I don't know if she's going to have a um, what is those uh, booking clauses in her contract? Like you know, a lot of people day. do where they have to wait. Yeah, like, she has to wait, like, a certain amount of days. And depending, because she's been signed with the company since 2011, so she might be on, like, maybe a 90-day clause. So mm-hmm. uh, people have been saying, oh, we're going to see her in Shimmer. Nope, 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 we're not going to see her in Shimmer. Shimmer's in, like, two, three weeks, so that's not happening. Um, if anything, if I was Emma, I think the best way to jump back into the indies right now is hit the U.K. indies. Hit progress right now like i think they will really be all out for her versus tony storm right now and hit up stardom just keep going and then in australia the women's the you know stuff is really building up out in australia right now it's a lot of women you think she could end up in impact by any chance shoot i don't know i would like to see that but here's the thing impact has signed a lot of people especially women, and they haven't been on the shows. Yeah. So it's not like, now, if the Knockouts division was like the Knockouts division maybe about like five or six years ago, she would be right there right now. But they're going through so many changes, you know, because they keep, you know, getting into relationships with Jeff Jarrett and then breaking up with him, and he ain't prepared for this shit, you know. I I, I got a question. Mm Mm-hmm. So... For those that are listening, uh, me, Sierra, Rich, and Jeremy um, have have constant like 
conversations about how Je- the Jared family are just a family full of scammers, uh, just all of them boosters for 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 literally what fifty? You think I think we agreed upon fifty years? Yeah, was, fifty was, years was, was, been ripping off the public, deceiving of, the public. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah betrayal of, of of the human of the public trust. Yeah. So I will I, I would love to know how Jeff Jarrett can be in, can can you know own the competition, get fired from the competition, <laughs> then go into rehab. And then have WWE pay for his fucking rehab. How? <laughs> so the deal, the deal with it is, what? anyone that's worked for them at any time, if they have like some type of substance abuse issue, mm-hmm. WWE will pay for it. And and right. th- and this is really testing that rule. It means anyone, you know. So right. Jeff Jarrett once again, James ha- has scammed WWE into into uh, paying for him, and you know. Uh, you know, but all jokes aside, best wishes to Jeff Jarrett. Hope he gets himself correct. Um, well, you know, whatever's yeah, uh, going on with him. I mean, the goofy shit with Jeff Jarrett, I mean, that's one thing. But if we really look at it, like, <clears throat> this guy has been in the business for, I want to say, Jeff Jarrett's got been around years. in the business for about 30 years or something, right? Yeah. Because he's been wrestling since, like, the 1980s. So, and then not only that, he, uh, you know, lost his job WCW when they went under and wasn't brought back, you know, like a lot of other people into the company. And then he and his father, you know, brought, you know, made up TNA. And then when his father left the company, he continued it on with his own dime. And, you know, like I said, it's a lot of goofy shit with him, but you got to respect the fact that he was willing to throw it out there and make a competition where everybody else was like, uh uh-uh. They buying everybody out. We ain't getting nowhere near that. And <laughs> if we didn't have TNA, we wouldn't have an AJ Styles. We wouldn't have Christopher Daniels. We wouldn't know who Kazarian is. We wouldn't even known like low key on television. We wouldn't have seen any of these guys for years. So he did a good thing of creating that outlet. But it's just crazy because it's like every time I turn around. Jeff Jarrett is going to work with the company and then if something happens and it just doesn't work out. In the past couple of years, um, Jeff Jarrett has fallen on hard times in, I want to say, maybe last decade, especially after the passing of his wife. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that kind of led him out of TNA the first time, following that and then the whole rumors about him and Karen Angle at the time, you know, hooking up. But, I mean, you know, well, see, nobody knew if it was actually true then. You know, people were speculating because he had been out of the company for a bit because he was still mourning his wife. So when the rumors came out about Karen, everybody was just like, huh, Karen? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And then You know why it don't make any sense? You, you know why it doesn't why? make any sense? Because why in the hell would you try Kurt Angle's wife? Like, <laughs> well, hold on, he did what? He, he, yeah. he, like, and, like, Angle's a, a real shooter out here, and you want those problems. You barking up that yeah. tree. No, sir, it, not me. It led to, um, when it did finally come out that they were having an affair, at this point, I think Karen and Kurt were pretty much on the nail to divorce anyways before this. And then it led to a lot of firings in TNA, and Jared took that hard because a lot of people got fired because of his wrongdoing. And they had nothing to do with it. So, I mean, he's dealt with a lot of shit in the past couple of years. But 
isn't that crazy? Like he's got WWE to pay him. Yeah. <laughs> something uh, else again. Got some more comments. Um, so it looks like uh, Sergio said, well, they did fire one of the better guys in creative for petty reasons. Talking about Jimmy Jacobs. Oh, yeah. um, Simon yeah. says, Jimmy Jacobs got fired. Road Dog has a job. WWE is petty. Emma was fired. Dana Brooke is still employed. WWE is petty. Um, Casey mm-hmm. Norton says, the problem is the booking. Kiara Marshall says, her booking isn't consistent. Referring, to, uh, I believe, to Alicia Fox or maybe Emma. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey says... Well, in, in both cases, well, hold on. In both cases, that's absolutely true. So, yeah. either one. That will work. Uh, but also, when it comes to Alicia Fox, um, I think somebody needs to go out here and make a award of girl, you stood the test of time. Because Alicia Fox has been on that roster and been through literally everything the company has gone through. She was brought in when they had OVW as their developmental, was there during that whole scandal and situation where they yanked the talent out of OVW, DSW. Then she was there during FCW's run, and then when that whole thing went down and when NXT was created, she's been through a lot of the shit, and she still keeps getting kind of like the back end of things. And it's a shame because Alicia Fox is very, very good. It's just that I guess because they're still on this initiative that they have to push the weird women's wrestlers and not the divas, that she gets shunned, and it's... it's it's really bad because she's shown that she can hang with those girls, but it's one of those things that if you're not a favorite, I guess you're not going to get pushed. It's it's stupid. When the world ends, the only thing that's going to be around is Alicia Fox and the Roaches. <laughs> now, um, come on now. <laughs> uh, we got a couple more comments. Uh, Casey, I think we should, yeah, I think we should move on from that. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. yeah, Casey said, hey, Vince, Double J is calling. Goddamn. Um, Kiara also says Alicia's been there since 2006 real OG um, yep. also um, she said it's a sca- hashtag it's a scammer dog in my Booker T voice um, <laughs> <laughs> Devin says we, Alicia came in at the wrong Jeff time is the original Joanna the scammer yes I mean he's been at, he's been at, he's been in the game longer yeah I'm saying Casey uh, says, "Bro, Alicia had angles with Edge and Vicky Guerrero. Mad tenure, yeah, yeah, yeah." So let's 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 move on to um, like we talked about Summer Ray a little bit, but I want to talk about Darren Young. Um, he it was a kind of a surprise to me. We haven't seen him in a while. He was uh, recovering from that injury. Um, I don't know if you guys remember. He was, I believe, he was teaming with Zack Ryder, and uh, he landed on the apron wrong, and all of a sudden his arm just Ooh. looked like a spaghetti noodle after that. He got in ridiculous shape, like almost like not to the level that Jinder Hall had got in that ridiculous shape, but he had pretty much transformed everything, dyed his hair, had kind of a new look going. And uh, I guess uh, like Meltzer tweeted something like, injuries are not your friend uh, regarding, uh, it sounded like uh, that was regarding Darren, uh, Darren Young. And, um, and, of course, a couple years ago, famously, Darren Young had become the first openly gay superstar on the roster, um, and WWE showing him the door. What do you guys make of this? Hmm. You know what? In their mind, they probably thought, well, you know, we did give him a shot by having him around Backlund. <laughs> Mom Backlund, bro. And, remember when he was ready to fight? And, the, he was ready to spark Miz? Well, yeah, and then, he, and then he gets hurt. Right, and then you know, 
we talk about this. Depending on who you are and how much they like you at that given time, it whatever whatever time or how important it is for you to actually be on TV because of what they're doing with you. If you get hurt, it, it depends all arbitrary on whether it's a big deal or not. And he got hurt, and he's gone now. Crazy. With Derry Young, um, I remember years ago when they had the whole uh, Nexus angle that eventually turned into the core, which was just, you know, Awful. when you're, you know, the horse is dead. Why kill it even further? But when they had the Nexus ankle and they had John Cena that one time, you know, crack on him for, you know, them both looking alike. But after that, they just didn't know what to do with that guy, like at all. And, well. and then they killed his push, you know, with him and Titus as the primetime players even though their manager got fired, you know, after that, it was just like they just didn't know what to do with either guy. Where Titus has found something to do, Darren has always just been in limbo of like, look, look we don't know what to do with you, Darren. Well, I think, I mean, you're right, but they went down again and they came back up and right. well, they were tag champions. If I remember correctly, the New yeah. Day or the New Day won their first tag championships off of uh, they won their second. Titus and them, they, right? won, they won their second. second? Titles. Okay, yeah. okay, the, yeah, yeah. To start the so, long okay, reign. see, because see, here's the thing: they've been so inconsistent with him. Right. I don't even fucking remember that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, it's almost like ancient history. That's how long ago it was. Like they, like when you said about how. Uh, how they've treated him over time. It's like, yeah, remember when he came onto the main roster, what his hair looked like? They ain't give a damn about that, dude. <laughs> ain't nobody well, told him to change that shit. No, and then on top of that, well, I think it's because they, when they were down in FCW, this is like, you know, I guess when they were doing the whole NXT exchange, getting ready to change everything, um, him and uh, Percy Watson were tag team partners. And I can't, Ooh. I think it was, their names was the... Uh, South Beach Boys, they were supposed to be like party boys or something like that. And next thing you know, they did the whole Nexus thing. And I remember watching television being fucking confused because I'm like, um, wait, uh, Lion's Darren out here and look like he's about to go party, but he just got thrown into this angle. But okay. They they knew from jump not they weren't gonna do anything with this guy. Like, for instance, look at Bray Wyatt. <laughs> you know, we we now see him as this thing, but a couple of years ago we were just like I don't know what they're going to do with this guy. And we didn't see him for a long while until all of a sudden he turned into this shit. And I don't know what happened in them woods, but okay. But with Darren Young, I, first of all, I didn't like that they constantly promoted him as their first, you know, LGBT performer and just, you know, went on and on about it. Do you think they actually did, though? Or was that more like... You know, no, they, TMZ. They, well, see, he yes. Remember, there. Remember TMZ. Yeah, they're locked TMZ in. and WWE are in cahoots. Correct. They, 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 right. they, they I, I don't remember them acknowledging that on TV once. They didn't. They didn't. No, they made. No, it they thing. did. No, they did. On TV. After, yes, they did. Oh, right after that. it. Yes, they did. Right after it hit TMZ, that next night on Raw, they acknowledged it right on commentary, hmm. and I remember thinking. Okay, it's nice that you put that out there, but do you have to like put that label on him? Like, it's his sexuality, his life. Yes, is out there on the blogs, but do you have to project him to your fans as he's that guy? Like, he's still a wrestler, still a superstar in your company. 
you're no, supposed to be well, wanting your fans to get invested in him for what he's doing in the ring, not because of his sexuality or well, what he does off screen. That's just I hate when they do stuff like that. Well, well yeah. not only was he that guy, he was also that guy. It's like okay, so all right, black wrestler already behind the eight ball. Then it's like oh, Andy, oh Andy, oh Andy happens to uh to to be a homosexual. Okay, it's gonna be real yeah. tough. Now he's like oh, he's like okay, now what? And then the now what was we we're, we're, trying, we're gonna hook you up with Backlund. Like they gave that man, they gave him one, of, gave him one of those WWE good old. Yeah, we gave him a push. It just didn't work out. And then it's like, dude, that wasn't no damn push. You was trying to get that dude under. You was giving that man pure shit, and then you wonder why he ain't get over. You want you want planning for him to ever get over. And and like and look, not everybody's meant to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's cool, exactly. you know. It's cool. Then I understand there's levels, and that's why you slot a lot of people because you already have them in mind. Like you think guys going to get to a certain level, but like can you let at least like you know give somebody an honest shot at least if you're going to pay them. Like why? Like fuck you paying them for? You know, do your job, Vince. Yeah, do your job, Vince. <laughs> uh, so best of luck to Darren Young. I'm, I'm sure we'll probably see him pop up on, on some independence. He's in ridiculous shape. Last time I saw a picture of him, so. You yeah, probably you probably I didn't know won't. Who it was. Yeah, yeah, it was literally like that much of a, a uh, transformation. So he went ahead. I Him believe and he, he's doing Mahal that whole is on the same workout team. Right, that that whole nutrition solutions, and that's located in Tampa, I believe. So mm-hmm. uh, me and James of might course. have to. Of, of course, it's in Florida. Yeah, of course. Me, you know, me and James might have stopped by there so we can, um, you know, become tag team champions of the world, Craig. Tell you, tell you this right now. You go to you go to Tampa or you go to uh, to South Florida, um, like it's not it's not Vegas as far as it just being like uh, just a wild wild west. Anything goes, but like there's a lot of like depressing dark shit that happens on, out here in like Central and South Florida. I, I don't know why it just does. I don't know. It just is. Like if you want, like if you like you live in Miami or whatever, like you can get that anti Asian, you can get that oh, easy. You can get that that antler spray. Yep, that, yep. You can get you can get the cream in the clear. You can get all that kind of stuff. It's so weird. Look, uh, if you want, if you want a fake, if you want a fake uh, booty, you can get you a fake booty out there. They'll come Miami. to your house and do it. They'll come oh. to your house and do it. Yeah. How do you know this information? I live here. How do I know? I live here. Let me find out James is promoting, you know, fix a flat. <laughs> and that's exactly what I meant. And that's, see, see, now you know something because I didn't even say I'm fixing flat, but you knew that when I said they come to your house and do it, you knew it was fixing flat. How did you know it was that, Sierra? I see it on blogs. Okay. Like, <laughs> One Nation Radio. When we talk about uh, ass surgery out here, two Americas. Uh, <laughs> Look, it ain't two Americas. They follow the Kardashians. Okay, yeah. Um, so, another spinoff of the whole Emma story, Leo Rush. That boy uh, is catching all the hell right now on Twitter. If you type in Leo Rush, you're going to see fans going at his head. You're going to see wrestlers going at his head. And just so I don't screw this up, uh, I'm going to pull up his tweet. Um, he said, Leo "Rush is feeling the rush." Yes, feeling the rush. Uh, and man might get rushed. Um, and he fucking around. <laughs> uh, he said, "I guess these things, these are the things that happen when you're truly, or when you're not truly ready for Oscar." 
clown emoji. And all hell broke loose. Um, oh, man. Everyone from Bray Wyatt, Jack Gallagher, Peyton Royce, Ricochet. I only Peyton Royce saying, what did, like, what did Bray Wyatt have to say? He said, uh, I believe he said something about, he was like, you ain't going to make it here with the Wolves, kid. You know he wanted to say boy so bad, but he said nah. Wait a second. I don't want to. Wait a second. Let me get this right. So, Bray Wyatt, the supernatural beings out here tweeting people on Twitter? Yes. Out here on Twitter. Undertaker would have never did this. The supernatural being acknowledging that this is a business and not some crazy shit from, you know, his neck of the woods. Yeah. That, that, see, killing all kayfabe. Yeah, I was talking. To, I was talking to Rich about this on uh, what was that Friday or, or Thursday, whatever. We did the podcast last, and I thought it was interesting that on last pay per view, you know, the guy uh, like uh, Roman and and, and Bo and, and uh, Bray are all sick right now, so that's why they missed pay per view. At the pay per view, they they acknowledged that Bray was was missing the pay per view because he's sick, and I was like, wait a second. So you mean to tell me this dude's giving me he's a supernatural being? That may may or may call himself a god and may or may and can control lightning and all the shit and can teleport. This fucker caught the caught a, got some type of virus. That's what you're okay. trying to tell me. Okay, here let me let me do you one more. There was like maybe about 2008. They were on SmackDown and they said that the Undertaker was found in the vegetative state. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there like. But he's dead, though. He's supposed to be dead. <laughs> he's dead, but he's dead, though. No, 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 um, Ricochet was like, dude, with a disappointed Chris Rock from Friday, uh, gif attached to it. Um, Peyton Royce says, wow, kid, didn't you just get here? Professionalism goes a long way. Lots of kid being thrown around. They've yeah. been hanging out with hey, LeBron. First of, all, first of all, yeah, Ricochet, for you to say anything, you better not be complaining about anybody stealing any of your fucking moves this week. I'm telling you, because you have to humiliate yourself. Like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, it just felt like everybody was just jumping on him because they could. You know why? Like, in any any type of social situation where somebody does something that's that's wrong, regardless of how severe the wrong is, whether or not it, like, hurt one person, it hurt them a lot or a little, or it hurt a bunch of people, or it was problematic, or or you said something really dangerous. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, people... And there people, when it's something that's a really easy target because everybody knows the right answer for, for something, then it becomes, it's not about everybody saying, yeah, you know, in, in line and proper saying, like, yeah, that's wrong, you should think that over, yeah, that's wrong, think it over, and a bunch of 50 million people are saying that. It turns into a, a right contest where it's not only is it like, you know what, I won't stand against racism, not only will I not stand against racism, I'm going to say that people racists deserve to die, you know, all types of other ridiculous it stuff. it just goes so to the next it level. Turns into, it, it, it escalates because people want to show you how right they are because it's an easy stance to hop on. So, um, what ends up happening here in this situation is everyone thinks that yeah, that's unprofessional. So it becomes it turns into uh, it turns to a popularity contest for who can literally be Hulk Hogan and do the best job of waving their hand and put it to their ear 
and they get to get the basically the rest of the buzzers to hop in and, and pick the rest of the meat. Like, and this is one of the situations. Like, it's really simple. He said something that wasn't wasn't cool. Right. Um, and a simple apology would be good enough to end that. But now everybody wants to hop in because they put in their two cents because it's a real easy thing to hop in on. Also, also uh, it's really interesting when you see a lot of people hop in that have also been caught up in their own fucking controversies, yeah. have the nerve, have their two cents. That's why I said with Ricochet, every time I turn around, he's complaining about a wrestler stealing a move from him. Mind you, the moves that he has, he stole from TJ Perkins and plenty of other people. But no one else says that about him, you know. But it's just like you can't always point the finger at somebody else or be willing to do it to somebody else when you do the same type of shit, too. It's just, it's easier for people to do it because they don't want to take the blame. It's easier for everybody else to take the blame. Uh, another comment from Dash Wilder of The Revival. He said, he he quoted his um, thing. He said, so busy trying to be a comedian, you forgot you're a dumbass. Uh, Jack Gallagher. Yeah. Uh, and, and, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Jack Gallagher, he was like, apologizing because people didn't like your joke, not not for uh, joke. Uh, not for joking about someone losing their job. Also, try the English classes at the PC, referring to the grammar Leo Rush used. Um, I'm wondering why Oof. none of these people could like reach out to Leo Rush privately and you know pull him or pull him aside. You know, y'all all gotta see this dude. You know, you know. Maybe they like, already someone don't reach like out. Him. Be a, be a, yeah. Maybe they. That, that's true. Maybe they don't like him. Who knows? Because. Thing is with Leah Rush, um, it was like maybe a couple months ago there was a rumor around that uh, I think when he went overseas in Europe and he kind of rubbed people the wrong way. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what was said. And to me, it's it's got to be true because anybody else that goes over Europe, no one ever says anything's like that. So he might have a chip on his shoulder even though he's so fucking small it's the weirdest thing what do you but, mean oh, you said even though look most people that are small have chips on their shoulders it's the napoleon complex yeah uh, yeah you can call it that I, I i call it i call it the uh the the tiny bastard complex but yeah but if that's if that's you want to call it fine simon said bray but, white out here complaining about some comments like he didn't leave his wife and kids for a side piece sorry jojo and why it has no moral high ground. Well, he's absolutely right. But, I mean, those are two different arenas. And you know how they do. Yeah. People like to compartmentalize it. You know, professional life, you have to be 100% right. Otherwise, you, otherwise, you're a terrible human being. But then, like, you know, personalized people, uh, they don't care because, you know, that's their personal life. Yeah, that's two different also, things. What also, you do at your job is one thing. And what you do at your in your home life is a different thing. Right. Also, Lufiso you know, got in on the action. Uh, she I said, mean, but here's, well, here's the thing. Here's the difference, right? Like, uh, you know how they say the separation of church and state and government, even though, like, that's never, ever really happened in our, our country's history. Uh, like, you talk, like, you say it's separate. Like, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, you know, his personal life, seeing that he, he met, like, where he's at, who he's with right now. Like, the new thing, he met a new thing, like, on the clock, if you will. So it's not – so – it, 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 you know, there's an intersect there. It, it looks like a plus sign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lufisa said, laughing at someone who just lost her job. Classy as fuck. Keep your chin up, Emma. Um, speaking of Lufisto, when is, when is she going to start having these bad matches, Sierra? What bad matches? At Shine in these main events? Or not? Or, um, or title matches? 
when Shine uh, decides to do something about their damn selves, um, you, you know what? I'm going to say it like this. I've written off Shine for maybe about two years now. <laughs> and um, every time I write about Shine, it's never anything good. I was really disappointed how her match against Vanessa Craven went. Yes, Because they're both there. talented performers. And they've been wrestling each other for about, let's see, Lefisa's been wrestling for over 20-something years. Uh, Craven's been wrestling for over 10 years. They've been wrestling each other for over a decade up in Canada. And plus, Craven, in the last maybe three or four years, has started getting bookings here in the U.S. And she's been an incredible performer for over a decade. And to see that one of her big, like, first title pushes gets ended in interference with Demetra Deed Rose, who... I don't have anything against her. I like that she's getting some type of traction in a different promotion, but it's just all the booking and shine. It's just a lot of this, a lot of that, and it equals to clusterfuck. That makes no sense. Yeah. And Lufisto and all those other women are suffering because of that. And it is a shame because Lufisto is up in the Northeast here in the U S she's working a lot of promotions. She just won the Jersey all pro women's title. And, She's been helping out of promotions up here in the Northeast to book women on shows and stuff like that. And she's been doing a really good job. And I'm just, like, amazed that she's been getting a lot of these girls, especially girls out of Quebec, a lot of booking deals and stuff like that. But to see that when she goes to Shine, she's not getting the same type of respect and same type of booking quality as she's getting in other promotions where she doesn't have a one-off title defense. Like, it's a shame that your champion is having better title defenses and stuff outside your promotion than on your fucking show. That makes no sense. Yeah, like, I, I like I like the match that she won the title in, and then just the last two I've seen, I've been like, oh, like, <laughs> like uh, we got something else. But I do want to read Leo Rush's apology because I, I don't want to just read everyone banging on him. Um, he said, uh, at the end of the day, there's a certain level of respect within professional wrestlers in the sports and entertainment industry that is noted within peers. With that being said, MI respects you and everything that you've done for our business. It saddens me that the controversial tweet got completely blown out of proportion and looked at in a very insensitive way. As a family man with a four-year-old four, uh, four son and expecting another, I would never laugh or mock the fact that someone losing their job because of how it can affect... Um, a person and their families. Uh, yeah, this is rough to read, like, as far as how he wrote it. Um, yeah, I know, because he I did read, one of those... I read it, and I was like, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah what, he whatever... did one of those things that I hate. <laughs> what, whatever the situation may, may be regarding the release, you're an amazing performer and respected athlete by yours truly, and I'm sure you will excel beyond expectations. To my fans who may have seen this as inappropriate as well as Emma's fans, I apologize, and I love you all. Uh, regardless of the responses, on behalf of myself and the WWE, good luck. Um, is, I have a question. That was is kind of a non-apology. A, sorry, go ahead. I think that say was a non. I think that was a non-apology. Yeah, that's what me too. I was gonna say, ask you, like, have y'all ever like read or 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 watched somebody like apology, like public apology, and they say anything that it have ever put in a um the the, the qualifier. Um, I'm sorry that I offended or I'm sorry that I hurt anybody who, who took offense or like anytime you put that in there, I'm just like, okay, you don't really, you're not really apologizing. Yeah. 
Because you're only apologizing to those few, not everybody. It's like, look, bro, if you, like, for me, it's like, in general, like, if you, if, if even, whether or not you believe that you need to apologize for whatever else, if you're going to get your ass up on stage or write something out to to, to send to to post, right, like, you know, at least make it seem like it's sincere so people won't, like, like, that's one thing that bothers me more than anything else is, like, disingenuousness. Like, I understand if it's, like, a situation where, you got to lie to protect your job, like because you know you got to keep you know checks coming in. I'm okay. I'm I'm more okay with that. Like when when coaches or whatever else have to lie, or when Vince hops on the uh, um like the comp, like whenever you have somebody that basically is promoting a brand or whatever, like I'm, I'm I can deal with that because that's for a check, that's for your job. Uh-huh. But like when it's just something like that, nah, man, you, that's not for your job. Like you could you could have worded it however you wanted to, more or less. Apparently, especially because. If that was not how uh, you worded it, I want to know why uh, why it spelled so poorly and why all the punctuations fucked up. Yeah, but, shit, shit looks wor- look yeah, bad, bro. Weird. Um, well, also, yeah. the thing is with me, maybe I'm just you know I have pet peeves and I'm just I'm just a mean person. But <laughs> when people use the wrong there and there, they use there as over there as in, instead of being a possessive thing like theirs. And you're instead of you are. Yeah, if y'all haven't seen this, y'all need to y'all need to check it out for yourself. I think I helped Leo Rush like with some of the delivery that I say because I I know what he was trying to say and I delivered it in those terms. But if I read those words how they were written and used you know the stops on the punctuation where he put it, it would have sounded really funny. Um, So, but also here's this thing I'm I'm seeing on Twitter right now. Uh, there's a discussion about, well, fans made the same type of joke about Emma. Why is it a problem for Leo Rush? Well, here's it's the a thing. co-worker. It's really simple. It's a yeah. co-worker. Yeah, it's a co-worker. And on top of that, Leo Rush is not one of us. Right. <laughs> we exactly. don't work there. We don't have to interact with these people. Now, if they choose to add us on Twitter and get all pissy about it, that's on them. But they don't have to. Him, they have to see him. They have to deal with him. And like I said earlier, you never know. He probably pissed off and rubbed some people wrong his first couple days down there. And that could be another thing, you know, where everybody's just like, oh, God, I can't stand this guy. And this is why. So I think it's a case where the tweet was bad, but the reaction might have been even worse. Just from, like, people trying to hop in for cool points. That's absolutely true. That's exactly what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Like in a vacuum, like that, that badge, like, okay, one, you know, me, me and Rich talk about this every so especially when somebody says something that's like racially insensitive or says say something that's homophobic. It's like, look, everybody in the world, like most of, most time people end up getting caught up in, um, in trouble when it, with their words because people always end up willing to put it all online and the risk of trying to be funny all for a joke. It's like, it's not worth it. Like use discretion, shut the fuck up or, you know, or better yet, you know, like, don't think of, you know, nasty things to say, but, like, that's where we are. Like, he, he said a, he, he had a, it's all because of a poorly, because of a poor joke. That's that's it. Like, and I mean, and I'm not beating up on the dude because, like, I know ultimately, like, that's just a poor joke, but at the same time, it's like, hey, man, like, maybe, you know, keep that in the, in the, in the draft folder, you know? Like, maybe, you know, don't send that out, especially because, you know, as we said about the diff- main difference between this, between Savinia saying this and him saying this is he works there. Like, right. 
he's going to interact with people that knew her, that knew her on a personal level. Like nobody is going, nobody's for the jokes and he ha ha when like somebody they consider a friend or someone they know just got laid off or something that had nothing to do with necessarily them being bad at their job either. Like right. this sucks. Like this is a lose lose situation for him, and he's like, "Yep, I'll take. The, I'll let me hop in here and I'm get gonna take the all the L's. I, I need all the L's, bro. Um, yeah, yeah. Here, Marshall said Leo Rush is about to do all the jobs. B. Um, Casey said Florida is the wildest state in the union, uh, and also Casey Norton says Sierra's got a new follower in me. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Um... Yeah, but yeah, if you guys type in Leo Rush on Twitter, you you will you can see all the slander for yourself. I I hear something about Sin Cara calling out Leo Rush. If so, Ooh. he don't want them problems. So I don't I'm, want them hands. Yes, like Sin. If this is a shoot, Sin Cara would still be world champion, and I say still because he would have won the world title years ago. Wow, those are the hands of God. Okay, he don't oh, no. no more. Sikara added this man. Oh, no. Uh-oh, I got to find Sick. this. Hold on, man. I got to carry me for a second. Hold on, I got to find this. If you're a friend of Leah Rush and you're around him right now down at the Performance Center, guard him at all times. Yes. Wow. Hey, so, Sierra. Oh, he tweeted in Spanish, yeah. too. You know he ain't playing. Oh, no, he's bad. He says, do the fish out of, like, it translated uh, to do the fish out of his own mouth dies. Not sure what that means, but it says, el pez por su propia boca muere. So, whatever that means, whatever that means, can someone tell me? I think he means, when the fish is out of water, does it die? Gotcha. Yeah, probably. Okay, what were you saying, James? I was gonna ask you to talk to talk to me about uh you know the 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 territory uh, conquering uh you know badass that is Tony Storm like what's going on with her right now like it seems uh, like she's on a roll. She's pretty much everything over in UK and Japan right now. She's got the World of Stardom Championship and. Right. She's- you know, she still holds uh, Stardom's uh, SWA United Championship. <laughs> and um, the title change was so crazy because I didn't like how it abruptly happened. I talked about it in the roundup. Um, you know, my Itani, she got injured in the match by doing a drop kick. And what happened to her? I forgot. She suffered dislocated uh, elbow. Elbow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know how she landed. Everybody said she landed awkwardly, and uh, I don't know if she caught Tony or not. But right after it, you know, she rolled out the ring, and, you know, everybody at ringside is checking on her, seeing that something is wrong with her. Next thing you know, Rosie Gower comes in the ring with the title <laughs> and awards it to Tony. And it's just like, okay, I, I know you guys... You know, they've been building up towards this for over a year now. They've been wanting Tony Storm to be their number one guy, gender poster girl. And and it's fine and dandy because she, you know, she's on everything. But I just hated that it happens like that, that, you know, we didn't give, you know, enough time for everybody to figure out what happened to Mayu Tani. Uh, is she injured? Is she not? They, you know, it'd been all the same if Utani wasn't injured and they still awarded Tony the title. 
And that's what happened. Yutani's out for, I think, about three months. Tony's got the title, both titles. And um, her first title defense, um, I don't think she's even, uh, no, she has defended it. And the first person she defends it against is Bea Priestley. And uh, because Priestley challenged her. And it really left me perplexed because I'm like, so you have her first title defense go against another guy, Jen, and not Io Shirai, not Yoko Bido, not anybody else that's been on your roster putting in that work. It goes to be a Priestley who just showed up that day in Japan. Yeah, so I have no idea what they're going to do when it comes to booking, but she's been getting consistent booking in progress. But stardom, I... I don't like what Stardom's doing with their Gaijins. It's just they're doing a lot of uh, bringing in the Gaijins, and they beat all their home talent who have been there for years. And then when they leave, the shows are deflated. You know, I, I don't like that type of hugging. So, yeah, she's the every woman right now. It's crazy. Are you, are you are, okay, are are you happy for her success? Do you feel like it's too much so far? Because I mean, there is a lot. Like she's won, she won the uh, she won the the Stardom uh, Grand Prix, mm-hmm. and, and you, I think I think you also t- told me that she won another another uh, tournament recently too, as well. Yeah, she's won um, three tournaments this year. Yikes! Um, well, actually, you could say four because when she won the Progress one to win the Women's Championship, then right. she won the uh, WXW Jeremy Champion. Uh, championship tournament where she gets a title shot at the women's champion in January mm-hmm. and they're still deciding who's the women's champion right now because they're having a round robin tournament and then she won the Cinderella tournament over in stardom and the Grand Prix in the same year and she's the first person to ever do that which really caught me to fuck off guard because I'm like your ace of the promotion is Io Shirai she should have done that been the first one to do all that. Eos has won every title, uh, won every tournament, everything. She should be the one to do that, not a guy, Jen, that you've been building up for a year who already has that momentum behind her. So right. she won those tournaments, and then like a whole month later, she wins the title off of Iwitani, and it was just the lead up to the matchup. It, I just felt like they were just really just waiting for that moment just to take the title off and not really given a decent title push for it. And it kind of mirrored to me what they did in, um, I want to say it was like 2013. It might have been 2012, but I think it's 2013, if I can remember correctly. Uh, Nanae Takahashi, who was the first World of Stardom champion, they started this program with her. Now, she had been beating everybody that was coming into promotion to challenge for the title, namely Michael Satamora. And Alpha female comes into the promotion. This was like, um, I want to say, around this time, everybody. Had, yeah. So I want to say around this time, she started getting a lot of traction in Europe with pro wrestling Eve. And then I think either before this or after this, she worked the show for WSU here in the States, but they started a program between them two. And Alpha female was a member of Kai, uh, Kimura's, uh, monster gun, which was the predecessor before Oeda Tai. And they started doing this title push between them two. And I found it weird at that time because they put the title on Alpha Female. And when they should have actually put the title on Haley Hatred, who was the first member of Monster Gone and had been wrestling 
in Japan for like maybe four or five years at that point and have one time she was holding like five or six titles and was the first guy to do that. So I was thinking that they should have gave it to hatred, but they didn't. And it went to alpha female and a month later, Io Shirai beat her for the belt. And I feel like that's what we're about to get with Tony, a transitional champion. But I just feel like it's so wasted when they could have did something way better with her being, you know, like, I want to say she's the second guy to hold that belt. Wow. They could have did something totally different with her, but it don't look like they know what to do. Cause they're still pushing this whole um, stardom USA situation. And they've got that uh, deal with uh, a couple promotions out in Spain and stuff like that, where they have like the, the Euro deal where they bring in European talent and all that stuff. So it just feels like it's just more so done to salvage those relationships and not, you know, progress the promotion forward. <laughs> Funk flesh bomb. <laughs> was that necessary? It was. It was. Yeah, Look, man. I, 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 I love stardom, but this past year, their booking and stuff has been very... It's actually left me being like, this is not the same promotion I've been following for the past couple of years. Man, so more oh, bad that, booking was, was around be, the world. Hold on, was that before? <laughs> was that before or after? Uh, was that before? Like w- when they started, you know, their booking started getting finicky. Was that before or after? Like, uh, like Kyrie and like and uh, the other one left. I want to say it was before because before Kyrie. Uh, doing the whole situation, like I said, where they bring in so many gaijin, mm-hmm. but they don't know what to do with them, and then they put them over their big stars, because I remember, I can't remember who it was, but it was a gaijin that got, like, a big upset win over Kyrie, and I remember being like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? She's your former world champion. You're pushing her to go against Io. Why would you do that? You know, they've done a lot of those decisions the back, so Way before then, I started looking at them like, you guys got to scale back on what you're doing with the Gaijin. Because there's one thing of bringing Gaijin in and jumping them into your current programs. But when you have your Gaijin come in and clean house of everybody, even your top stars, and it leads nowhere, that's bad booking. Yeah, that's pretty much textbook. Standard definition. I agree. Yeah, man. So it seems like only New Japan is getting it right these days. Um, we've got quick thoughts, Sierra, uh, on this whole Brock Lesnar and Jinder Mahal thing, if you have any. Um, I don't. What the fuck's going on? I've been seeing people discussing the ideas of Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar as a match. What the hell is going on? Oh, no. Check this out, Sierra. So I don't know if you follow. So you know the results from last week's pay-per-view, right? Yeah. Okay. So... After Finn and AJ, after they bring Finn in from, I'm sorry, after they bring AJ from South America in to, to wrestle in this, ex, this basic Grand Expedition match, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Finn wins cleanly. And they, you know, they're at a point where, like, they're keeping him strong. He's on a win streak on pay-per-view and everything. The next night, they bring Kane out because Kane uh, trapped, uh, or, you know, did the whole thing where he, you know, it, with the whole dumpster, or sorry, uh, trash compactor thing with with with, Bat, with uh, Strowman, shows up on Monday, cuts his promo, does an open challenge to anybody that wants to come out there and get him some, and get them some of the big red machine. And uh, 
Kane, Finn, Feast, uh, Finn, Finn comes out and challenges him. I'm thinking to myself, that's stupid. And then mm-hmm. Kane beats the hell out of Finn and then chokes him for three times like he was Jabron. And I'm like, uh, all right, so uh, speaking of booking, there you go. Good job, guys. And also, uh, I, I guess we have to talk. Can, do we need to talk about WWE's like you know their their rousing success this uh, quarter financially? Hmm. Sure. I mean, if you want to talk about it, I like mean, it's not really it's sure. not really like interesting or anything. But they had their their best quarter of all time supposedly. So further putting you know forth the motion that even bad booking won't stop Vince McMahon from making a quick buck. I of mean, course not. Yeah, but I mean, the main thing about it is, like, the TV contract has escalators in it, so every quarter, they're getting more and more money. Just like, right. you know, every year, a, a guy that's on an NBA contract makes more like, if they sign for a, a long-term deal, every, the last year the deal is makes more money than they did in the first year. Like, right. that's how WWE's contracts are, or uh, their, their TV contracts are. So, and that's most like, of it. Yeah, so like, you know that's where we're going to be at, and that's most of their and that's most of their deals are TV contract. Now, the, man, the the most interesting thing is like most of their profits. You know they they you know they're the whole gender experiment in theory is supposed to be to expand or get a pipeline into India to make some of that Indian some of that uh the rupees Indian money. Okay, so so like the so you find out that like of their profit that they just of their um of their um, new profit, like the vast majority of it is North American money. It's like, okay, Me- meaning so U.S. and Canada. St- yeah, like so, this still ain't working. Still ain't working. Yeah, and, and of course, in their conference calls, they don't go into like the details stuff or anything like that. So you know, they that's their new. They feel like they've. I feel like they've squeezed um, their American fan base pretty much dry like as far as like you know i'm I'm expecting tiered levels to the network soon um and you know probably like a 14.99 tier it'll probably come out with like a a 4.99 tier to try to get you know something on the lower end but um yeah they um i forgot where i was going with that yeah, I fucked it up. But um yeah, they <laughs> they um they're yes, their new with strategy. The whole, with yes, the whole they burn program and don't know to finish. Yes. They yes, they, 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 they burn through all the domestic money, so that's their new thing to start, you know, signing all these guys and, and women out of these areas. You know, they're they're essentially going fishing with all this stuff. So they're not gonna care if the wrestlers are aren't up to quality as far as like if their main event right. level or anything. So I think this general Mahal stuff is only the beginning. Like we're gonna start seeing this with like with a lot more um of these folks and whenever uh the their their Chinese recruits are, are coming, best believe they're gonna be coming on strong like future and um your boy weekend. But it's gonna but it's gonna take them longer. But it's gonna take them longer to get into China. Like, uh, but well, anyway, like the thing for me that this like I don't understand is like, or maybe I hope this lesson they learn given this whole situation is like, if that's your if your goal is to eventually get into get into uh, East Asia as just as you just as you're trying to get into South Asia, like I don't know, guys, maybe you know, like. Book the, book those guys that are from those countries like well, and then protect them, and then uh, you know make them baby faces. Maybe you could try it. Just thought you you could try to make them baby faces. 
instead of instead of like trying to make everybody 1997 Bret Hart, because there's only one of those guys and he was really good at it. Gender's not at that level. Like gender's gotten better, but he's not at that level. But could you actually see gender being a baby face? Like, I mean, sure, I why not? I can see. There's a bunch of guys that I thought I could never see be a baby face, and they were able but to. But do pull you see the himself. potential in him being a big baby face? That fans no. will actually get behind. No, because he's That's nowhere near. He, he's he, his in ring talent like will not allow him to skate as a baby face. Like he has to be but a he, heel. Okay, here's my thing though, right? He, all right, who are the guys right? Now? So you're talking about? Can I imagine being a successful baby face? All right, how many successful baby faces are there in WWE? Period. So like, True. at least try. Right. Like the bar, like the bar for success is so low anyway. Like if you, if you, if you fail, you at least you like well at least we tried as opposed to. Like, oh, we can't do this right now because it'll set the business back. No, it won't. Like, you got to, you have, like, look at all your champions right now. You're about to go out here to a Survivor Series where you're going to have champions versus champions matches where literally, what, only one of the fews is in a Hill versus Hill match? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there could be some changes, but as they stand right now, yes, there's, you know, clearly a lack of planning uh, on their part if they go through with this. You know, I, it could be one of those situations where Vince McMahon woke up the uh, day after TLC like, I've got it! <laughs> you know, but it's, it's also when you, you know, when it goes to booking, you know, from like the 1980s and stuff like that, you know, they will always say even if the babyface wasn't good in the ring, the heel would do all the work and the heel will be the, you know, the ring general. But right. in this case... You know, there's not many heels he's working with or could work with that can do that for him. So it's like, what the hell do you actually do with gender? You know, that's why I said, like, if they was to do a babyface run with him, the heel would be doing all the work for him to make him look good. I mean, that then that but really wouldn't be too much different from right now. Right. But I don't know if they would want to even go that route where you know, put that on somebody else to deal with. Because it's like, could you imagine a gender baby face and going against Randy Orton as the heel? Like, Orton is the big heel and gender is the baby face. Like, yeah, I don't know how they would put that, rough. but I don't see that but happening. Okay, I, I guess that what you're saying. You're saying that, like, the crowd were rejected and automatically cheer for, for, for Orton. I, and, I, and, like, in that situation, I agree. The thing is, like, I don't know, like, maybe let gender build for a year at least or something like that or, or six mm-hmm. months at least. The, the whole situation was they're just like, nah, do it now. I mean, champion now. <laughs> Fuck but, it. He, but he's not, but he's not credible. Do it now. Mass off. But you, but you have months, but you have months before you do this anything if you even do it. Do it now. But you're only going to piss off your fans. Do it now. Fuck but it's going to crater attendance. Do it now. Like it, it, like this, this thing made no sense. And they just and, and they just did it because they, you know, whatever. They did it because they wanted to do it. Like, regardless of, you know, every other historical precedent for why this is a bad idea, regardless of, for, of if, you know, how bad all of his TV segments were for, for the longest, how bad those pay-per-view matches were for, or even to the, even to, up to this day, it did not matter. They just went ahead and did what they wanted to do. And it, and it really is as hard for them to, like, to do that and then like basically quote unquote be rewarded for it because they they cut costs at every uh at almost every turn and then also now they're firing at people yeah. so like you know now 
what you gonna do? What you gonna tell Vince now? Like, yeah, I did something stupid and it worked. Yeah, it's only more leverage. Like CM Punk called it out years ago. He's a the millionaire should be a billionaire. He's gonna make money despite himself. Like exactly. So it's a money. It's a cash grab. And and the part that the part that's a bummer about it is like. This is the only time in the history of the business where this has been like this, where like fuck completely fucking the money and the booking has no effect on the business. This is the only time. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing that's, and the thing that's really also really frustrating is like Vince, like you can say you want to about Vince, like doing bad things right now, but like still like if you say, Hey, if you need to get, if Vince need to get a main event storyline over, I still absolutely believe he can do it because he still does to this day. But it's like, but it's so hard to like reconcile that with like the rest of the shit that's on the show at times. You know what I'm saying? Like for him to be able to get do the Rollins and Ambrose reconciliation thing, finally get Rollins over as a genuine as a genuine babyface after him, you know, basically like he's playing pretend for all that time with Triple mm-hmm. H, and then like for them to finally get to the point where like their their love. Like you know, they're actually getting Roman Reigns cheered in any any sort of uh any sort of circumstance, right? It's like we're headed to a spot, but then like we're in a nice spot. Like they're getting Strowman over, like Strowman's over, and people want him to be champion, right? And you like that's good. They, they did a good job. They did that's one of the best jobs they've done since we've been back is what they did with Strowman, right? And then like you look on the other and like what they did with, uh, with Shane and, and Owens and Zane, like that was, that was brilliant. Like Zane's like might be the best thing on TVs ever since, ever since he, uh, saved Owens. Right. Not maybe probably is. And then, but you reconcile that with like, dude, these are our champions. Like they're doing <laughs> a break. They're doing a Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt feud over paint. Yeah. Over paint. Yeah. Over paint. It's like, on what, like how can somebody that can come up with this kind of brilliance also come up with this shit? Like it's weird. Look, it's one of those, you know what it is? I think all their creative team is suffering from a thing called writer's block. Oh, God. <laughs> and they're just like, fuck it. They're fighting over paint, <laughs> fuck y'all. It. Paint. I don't know what they're going to be fighting I, I'm, over. I'm this only is... happy that Brit, we didn't have to watch Sister Abigail wrestle. I don't know what that might have been. Okay, first of all, first of all, we've been waiting all these years for fucking Sister Abigail didn't we all just forget about this shit all this time? Why is it now a big? Doesn't say like it's so many holes in their booking. Especially, they, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir, but especially after you know, like Randy there Orton. should be no there should be no damn uh, sister Abigail seeing that Randy Orton burnt her to death like six months ago, <laughs> or burnt her burnt her dead corpse to death six months ago. Bro, you had to Post do more retconning for this shit than like the Undertaker came Paul Bearer shit. Well, shit, we just had somebody, you know, get, you know, thrown in a dumpster. Dead. <laughs> Rest in peace, Truman. I mean, we just had Thoughts murder on television. I mean, they're going, they're getting worse than the Attitude Era. They're killing people on TV now. Like, is it that bad in boogie meetings? Like, we, we're we just like, you know, I don't know what to do with Strowman. Just kill him. Okay, <laughs> yeah, just, just kill him. him. Literally. Him. Kill him. <laughs> and they've tried this more than once, Sierra. No, no. The best part was on Monday after this happened, uh, Cole said that yeah, you know, he was putting the trash and pat there and, and destroyed and carried off. He'll be back in three weeks. <laughs> He'll be back in three weeks. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? You, like you, 
Like y'all can't do nothing right over over here in this establishment. Like, like y'all can do so good, but at the same time, like make it shit too. At the same time, like we were okay with the whole sports entertainmentism of put a grown person, put a person on us or in a trash compactor and crush him and committing murder in front of thousands of witnesses, and we were okay with that. You know, right? Well, see, we, we had the whole situation. Who was it? Wasn't it a uh... It was either Paul Barrett in the coffin that was pulling cement. Yes, like yes, that. they or killed yeah. him too. It was, it, was a, it was basically like an Undertaker versus something the Dudleys or something like that. Yes, because yep. it, it was, was Paul like Heyman involved to save, to save yeah, to save, uh, to save Paul Bearer, Undertaker to fight, and then Undertaker won the match, and then thought to himself, "Well, if you know you're you're in danger, you're in danger of me in the future. I have to fight you more in these matches, so I'm going to kill you myself." Yes. And then he yeah. showed up. And then he showed up again after that. Yes. yes. Boy, like, we've we've had murdering incidents. I mean, think about it. A couple of years ago, we was having buried alive matches. And I remember years ago, first time I seen somebody throw Undertaker in the hole and was, you know, throwing dirt. I'm just like, are, am I really watching this on television right bro, now? Like, like, we're really burying a live person. Bro, they still have Dean Ambrose coming out there with Seth Rollins after he tried to crush his head with a brick. I'm trying to did. Yes. stomped his head through a pile of cinder blocks, and then the next week showed up and 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 cut a and cut a promo in, in the form of a eulogy. He had a suit. He had a, he had a wreath around him. He had a picture of, of the deceased, and it was a podium. I remember that. Yes. He's one of the best things Seth Rollins ever done in WWE. They out here, you know, turn their television program into the Walking Dead. They got zombies out here and everything, man. Just killing people off and then bring them back two weeks later like it's it's getting that bad and it, it sucks because it's like around this time of year they always get into this where everything is just a cluster of bullshit that doesn't make any sense like Finn Balor is fighting with Bray Wyatt over something nobody understands and this guy was just, you know, like a world champion. We were supposed to think he was a big deal, and they're fighting over fucking paint. Like it, it's crazy remember that. Remember when he poured that ham? Remember he poured that ham glaze on him? Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. He poured, he poured that shit that looked like uh, what do you call it? like caramel? Was it candy apple red? Yes, uh, paint. Uh, yeah, cranberry on that sauce. Yeah. Yes, and they called it, and then and then and then they wanted to say it's not blood. They, it was they didn't call it blood. They called it so, uh, an acidic viscous liquid. I was like, yeah, oh, acidic liquid. Are you fucking kidding me? You know, I, I just all that murder. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, they had to sell it somehow. Yeah, talking about a murder. Wow. I'm just saying. I mean, they're actually booking like TNA now. TNA wow. was doing shit like this a couple years ago. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That, that's crazy. They're in that territory. Wow. Like they're they're booking murder on television. I mean, murder. I'm still just you know, with TNA years ago, they had this whole angle where um, Eric Young fell off the top of the turnbuckle, and all of a sudden he he went from being you know wacky out of his mind to super serious, and I'm just like. Wow, that really helped his career because hey. look at where he's at now. Remember you know, uh, like, the giant fell off Kobo Hall against yes. Hulk Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> it 
And then next thing you know, he showed up in he's world champion well. after. Big Show's like, what? Yeah, man. No, nah, Betty, you talking about murder? Remember when? Remember when? Uh, when Rock was out here throwing Austin off off the bridges and shit? Yes. yes. Remember that? Yes. And I thought he drowned. Yes. I was convinced. Oh, shit! Man. When they had Stone Cold get hit by a car. Remember when they had? <laughs> oh my God. Yes, that. Remember when they had Hogan in the in the um eighteen wheeler uh crash into Rock before WrestleMania eighteen, the car that he was yes. in. Bro, they, they've been doing this murder it. stuff, bro. Murder! So what the fuck is and, no, Vince's limo blowing up. Yeah, um, yeah, a bunch Shoot. of murder. Her angle, they even did an angle, uh, her angle where he was thrown from top of platform, but I think it was the big show. I, and I, he was all of a sudden paralyzed and I, everything. I can't believe we forgot the, the one, one of the big ones. Um... When the Undertaker hung Big Boss Man off the Hell in a Cell at oh, WrestleMania 15. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, bunch of murder, murder. Uh, I think that's a good place to wrap it up today. You know, yes, we yeah, uh, it's, it's time. Yeah, uh, but Sierra, thank you for joining us. Uh, can you let the the people know where to find you? Of course, um, they can find me on Twitter at CIARA92189, and I've already posted up this week's Ring Bells Roundup on Pro Wrestling Pondering, so you guys go check it out, or if you see it, a link in my tweets after, you know, the barrage of tweets of me ranting, go check it out. So, yeah, I talk about a lot, and I even uh, give a story about dealing with a janky promotion mm. a couple of years ago. Yes, a janky ferocious. So I, I stuck that in there. I didn't tell everybody I was going to talk about it. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to talk about it because I'm getting the heebie-jeebies about another promotion. So it felt like it, you know, went along the lines. Come on, this is man. really unnecessary. All these... All right, this man out here really... We out here... Free... Is he like this all the time? Oh man. It's worse. He's worse? Oh yeah, it's worse. It's worse. One, two, step. Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah. One of these, like, I'm telling you, like, one, one, sometime soon, like, coming soon, like, we're gonna be, like, I'm, I'm gonna bring Rich up to the area, uh, over to the area, and you can hang, and you can hang out with him for, like, a weekend or whatever, and you can see, you can see what, what, exactly what I mean by this. Shit, the next day, I'll be sending him back and be like, look. Cause, no, 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 I'm gonna be there, too. But just so I can be like, look, so I, I can look you in the eye and be like, see, you, if I always, you always thought that I was wor- I was the worst one out of both of us. You'll be like, you know what? I'll change an apology. <laughs> James, I'm James, sorry. James is far. James is by far the more of a uh, uh, what do you say? Reserved of the two. I've never. I never said you were the worst. Out of oh, the that's not true. That is not true. <laughs> that is not true at all. When did this happen? Think of all the time. Think of all the times me and you have got it have got into it on on uh, on the DM thing on Twitter between in the group or whatever. And it, because like you know we can't really tell each other's uh tone or whatever. Yeah, because you always say I'm I'm being, like, super serious. Like, I'm not. Half the time when I say things, I'm actually fucking laughing. People just don't We'll talk about LOL sometime, please. (laughs) 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 
show up we gonna we gonna get up out of here um we gonna continue this but uh thank you everybody for listening today uh, make sure you guys uh check out the smc podcast also on our uh, feed social suplex.com um after raw pay-per-views i appear on chad matthews show the doc says and of course the Lattice larry series number 30 just dropped recently it was is john cena about to win his first world title in the or last world title in the same manner he won his first so make sure you guys check that out uh we up out of here later peace